Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Monet Exchange. And And this this is Sibling Sibling Rivalry. This week, I try to convince Monet not to send nudes. We interviewed Aja. And we find out what made Monet say this. What the fuck is that? No! All right, Monet. (laughs) What are you laughing at? I love you so much. Monet, how are you? I'm good. How are you, girl? Good. You you are so crunchy. What have you been up to? I have been living my life on season 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, I Also, I brought a surprise for you today. What? Mm. What? what is that? Food. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you are so stupid. <laughs> Well, now you cannot do that the whole podcast. I'm not. I'm not gonna chew. I'm just gonna like let it melt. That is some badgy ass <laughs> shit. Hood bitches love ice. Don't nobody know this about real bitches. But hood bitches love crunching ice. Monet, am I lying or am I telling the truth? Are you telling the truth, girl? Hood bitches like, why well, just love ice? <laughs> How was your first drag cut? You had your very first ever drag con. Oh my god, can I just tell you, it was a lot. Um, It is really cool to be in the space with all the fans, and they're like, and the fact that they're willing to stand in line for like, hours. Um, yeah. Or if you're if you're someone like Eureka for like for like minutes to see you, you know what I mean? It's like really, really, <laughs> really cool. And, Wait, um, is, is that shade because Eureka has a small line, or Eureka can only stand for minutes? That could have been double shade. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really cool to have that experience with Dragon and and also to have all these queens who've been on the show in like the same room and I didn't I've, I've never been, literally I've never been to Dragon before I never participated in one I never went to one because in the New York one we left the day um, we left day two of Dragon so we literally like we were not allowed to go to Dragon they were like you cannot go to Dragon when they had the, the first New York one so I, I've never been so um, I didn't know like girls would like run to like beach other's boots and like take pictures and like. It was, like, really cool. Well, I, I, unless, I, unless you're Asia O'Hara and Eureka O'Hara and oh you do God. not go to each other's booths to take pictures. <laughs> that was the... We are not going to skim over that controversy that happened. <laughs> there was, like... Asia was, like, some people that like just can't be bothered to, uh, <laughs> to take pictures with their sisters. And then I was watching that, and I was like, girl, this does not sound likely. It doesn't sound... I don't imagine that's what happened. And then she she redacted her statement. She did. She did. She did redact her statement. And um, uh, uh, fans were like obsessed with like all the drama that we had around Dragon. Like nine things like popped off. It was the Asia thing, and then something else happened. Well, Tyra was gonna kill everyone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tyra was gonna release um her debut out single, Boom. Um, <laughs> And so that was going on. And so, well, some, which some, we can all agree, it really did bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and there was some other, some other season 10 drama that happened on Dragon. I, I, it's, it's, it's escaping me. But it was like all this stuff. Fans, uh, Aquaria posted it on Twitter. She was like, girl, fuck a reunion when you have Dragon, honey, because these girls are a mess. Yeah, it was that's been, And then it was Acid Betty versus Bianca Del Rio. Right. Because Aston Betty was like, you're shady queens. You're, you say you're here for the fans, but you only at your, you take a two-hour break. 
and you show up at noon, and then Asimeta was like, bitch, you have not done a drag con in three years. You sit at a table for two hours signing a book no one wants to read, and you think you know... That is what Asimeta said. I said, work, or you better get your life out of here. Yeah, Asimeta was, was going in, and TBH, she's not completely like... I mean, she's kind of right, like... A lot of you guys have done every drag con that has ever happened. Y'all are there for two, three days, sitting down at your booth, like meeting fans for hours and hours. And who cares if some people need to take more breaks? Other people work differently than others. Just because yeah. someone takes more breaks than you doesn't mean that they're working less or that, 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 that you're working more than them. Like People just function differently. So I, I, I wasn't really feeling Bianca trying to shade other queens for taking breaks and stuff like that because people just work differently, you know? Um, so we got some sad news, Mo. You, uh, it was the time finally came for you to sashay away. How did that feel for you? You know, honestly, I will say I was I was at peace with it because like I've been doing really well on the show. Our, our fans have felt for like three or four challenges that I've been robbed that I should have won. They've been rallying behind me, and this past one, I think we all saw that. Me leaving wasn't really justified because I did a good job in the challenge, and it did feel kind of random and out of left field. So I was I, honestly, I felt like I did a good job with the challenge. Like I was at peace with. It. I feel like when you when you leave the show and you have to sashay away, and you know that you, that you could have done better, that you did not give your all, and there was something else you could have done to maybe save yourself, then it's one thing. But when you do a challenge and you're like, oh, I I did a really good job at this, so. Um, I'm really at peace with it, and I think that I turned it out, and I can just hope to go back to All-Stars for whatever season and hopefully be the first black All-Star, because that's even more iconic than being some raggedy-ass bitch winning season 10. Was that shade to whoever wins season 10? (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Well, I mean, you did a good job. I'm proud of you. You were amazing, and I will say, I do think that you should have won the old lady... Uh, breast world challenge. Thank you. People, people think that I should have won the share challenge too. I know you don't like the runway, but I, um, um, I liked it. I think it looked good on TV. Um, and who, who wrote breast world? That was just horrible. I think, I, I, I want to say it was um, a only productions thing. They did it. You are, <laughs> you are up to your elbows and shit. Speaking of only productions, we help you do your music video, which everyone can uh, go. Check out Soak It Up on YouTube. So good. It it already has so many views. It's crazy. (laughs) You are so so ridiculous. (laughs) So above everything else, you guys have to go check out Soak It Up on YouTube. And there's there's a surprise guest. I know. What can I say? How did you feel about your own um, sponge moment? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That sponge... Outfit is so ugly. You know I do not like the sponge dress. And Domino Couture made a fiercer version, but it's still a fucking sponge outfit. You're and fucking you welcome that- to the dynasty, bitch. And then Monet is so bougie nowadays. When back, back, back when I knew Monet exchange, she used to make her own poofs. Monet is now outsourcing her poofs. She didn't even not- make it. I'm not outsourcing it. I just went to the beauty supply store and I got like uh and I got a little a little ponytail moment. Monet used to buy Cankalon and and twist it I up. I did, and turn girl. It. I did. That's that, that's what I had on the show. But now we've we up, we upgraded bitch. <laughs> to a four dollar ponytail piece. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, uh, but above everything else, being there was fun. Monet, put that fucking popsicle stick down before you and I started fighting. You really can't hear it. I promise you, you can't. I promise Monet, you. I'm, I'm listening. I can't hear it. Monet, <laughs> you think I'm imagining it? Where do you think I'm hearing this popsicle noise from? To those of you who are not watching the video version, go to the Only Productions YouTube page. And type in the sibling rivalry, the one where Monet won't stop eating the popsicle. And, um... <laughs> okay, first of all, it's not a popsicle. This is an icicle. There's no popsicle stick. Icicles don't have a popsicle stick. A popsicle stick has the wooden thing. So that's number one. Number well, two. Thank you, Food Network. <laughs> <laughs> you got the nerve, Mr. Fucking Coolicles. That's fucking shit. <laughs> 
coolicles are lit. Girl, I went to I went to Bob's. I went to go visit Bob in fucking San Francisco and in, in, uh, in Berkeley, and she tried to make me eat that fucking nasty ass shit. You had it's, you ate one. No, I, I didn't eat that. No, I did not. Well, did, no, Patty ate it. Someone ate it. Patty ate it. No, Patty didn't do. It. I think it was someone else. Because we. Why would you guys not try? You wouldn't oh, try Louise, Louise, Louise had one. You wouldn't even try a cool Also, Luis will literally eat anything. So Luis loves food. Luis <laughs> loves food. Oh, Bob, that is he so really shady. Does. That's not shady. Luis loves food. Luis will tell you of his own volition. He fucking loves food. So good for her and her food loving ass. Um, I want to talk about one of our topics this week, Monet. What? Um, I want to talk. We we mentioned it before on a previous podcast that we were going to talk about it. I want to talk about sending nudes. Oh, sending nudes! You and I had two very, um, very different schools of thought on this. Well, I don't think you need to be sending nudes. You specifically, you. No, I, I you should send nudes. I think that people no, deserve people, to know exactly what they're getting into before no, you go okay, over. Okay, first of all, a couple of things. One, people should send nudes. Okay, Monet, put down that fucking popsicle stick. Before. I love that you think you're over there like just silently popsicling it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, finish it. Finish it while we while we sitting here. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, but that's I got a brain for you. I'm just saying, Monet. You unless you want your news to leak, you as a person who has been on television as a J list celebrity, if you <laughs> want your news leaked, if you don't want them out there, then you can't post them. You can't send them to anyone. Yeah, but there are ways to take news that don't give up who you are. Monet, you have a tattoo from the nape of your neck to the crack of your ass. Oh, so, so you think that I'm like some fucking slender chicken and I'm giving you like these kind of poses, bitch? No, I'm not doing that, girl. Monet, I, I, saw like your one, no, no, I saw your one nude where you were standing in that window. <laughs> With your back to me. Ah, she's gang. She's <laughs> gang. And so Monet is standing in a window <laughs> with her back to the also, it's not even a good nude because it's like over, it's like too overly produced. It's like in like sepia, and it's like and people. It's no. First of all, that's a, that's a compliment to me because people think that it looks so good that it can't possibly be me. First of all, so that's what I'm trying to say. And I was then, like, we can take this picture of the 1940s. What the fuck is going on? I'm like all the way back by this window, and I'm like giving you like Tyra bags, like Tucci, and I'm like. You showed me the picture probably four years ago, and that shit cracked me up so I could not stop. I was like, Monet, you do not send this. You go, I do send it to people, too. Um, but also, I will say this. Okay, I don't ask for nudes because I don't send nudes. I'm a, I'm a person of the belief if you do not send nudes, you should not be allowed to ask for them. Oh, absolutely. I agree. But I but I require nudes, so that's why I have to send nudes, too. Like here's the thing, because you have you have you you have you have like a checks and balances system. When you when you used to send news, you would be like you had to have two out of the three or some weird thing you used to do. What was it? What do you mean? Like you was like it was oh a big dick, a flat ass, or a nice body or a nice face. It's, you have two of the four. Right. For me to be one be able to attract you. So that's news. You have to send news to see that. What you just you just listen to what they say. Oh yeah, I have a nine inch dick and I have a fat ass and I'm really pretty and I have a hot body. No. If I see a guy in the club and he has a cute face and a nice body, I'll take him home and then I'll just deal with what's in his pants when we get when we get back to the place. Absolutely also, not. You can see an ass. You don't need to see news to see an ass. Only thing that only thing that uh, pants will cover up is if you have a lot of cellulite. That's all pants will cover up. But it will not cover. It won't make your ass look bigger if you got a flat ass. Wow! So now you're shaming guys with cellulite. Wow, Bob. Wow. Yes, sure. Why not? I don't care. Um, (laughs) But but what I'm saying is like, I don't ask for nudes on Grinder because I I look at it like if I'm hooking up at the club, I'm not gonna take you to the bathroom and make you like make you whip out your dick. Is that what you do? No, I guess that makes sense, but like here's the thought here's the thing about Grinder. Grinder is a place where you can possibly get the best of the best. So why I would I would rather go through like nine guys and get the guy with the biggest dick than randomly take home Steve who has a fucking needle dick. No, I don't want nobody wants to suck a needle. You know why? Because I had a really bad experience. One time I hooked up with a guy, I did not see his nudes. No lie, I'm not over exaggerating. I'm not adding I'm not adding flair and color. He his dick was literally about the size of a pinky. So even so, like this is like when he's hard. So I'm literally like, 
Well, it was so awkward, so weird. I was very, I was, I'm burned and scarred by that. So no, I have to see a dick pic before you come over. And then the gag is when they take a picture and the camera is like this when you can't get perspective. It's just, all you see is a dick in the thing. I'm like, this dick could be 29 inches or four inches. I hate that. Well, uh, first of all, uh, oh, so now, to quote Monet, so now you're shaming guys with little dicks? Yes, if you so have a little dick, you should be shamed. shamed. You should be in bed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I, okay, this is what I will say. First of all, let's just discuss how to take the perfect dick pic. Okay. I know the technique, okay? <laughs> okay, first no, of all. No, your you technique s- is not, is, you're, you, this is such a weird technique. This is weird. I'm telling you, this technique is amazing. You can send them to me on, on D, <laughs> do this technique and then send them to me on the DMs and Instagram, and I will rate your dick pic from on a scale of one to ten. All right. So you sit like with your knees bent, or at the edge of the chair, or sitting on the ground. You reach under your dick. You grab your balls. You pull them down. You flex your dick, and then right at that moment, you take a picture. What the fuck is that? No. I'm, I'm telling you. Why did you just turn to Monique Hart? I'm telling you, Monique. That is exactly. The way to do it. First of all, it sounds painful. It sounds uncomfortable. And I didn't you, say gonna, you snatch your balls off. You just pull them a little bit. You're you're, you're gonna fucking warp your dick. No, that's not a, that's not a thing. Get in a goddamn mirror, stand up flat footed like you about to sing a church, and fucking take a, a picture in a goddamn in the mirror. Like what? That that way that way you're getting perspective. Like what is per- the perspective to their body? But the reason why is because dicks are. First of all, you can still see a hand. So, based off someone's hand, you know how big the dick is. Leave a thumb or no, that's not true. Some people have very small hands, and some people have very big hands. Okay, that's true. But when you pull it from the base, when you pull it down, because some dicks go curve down, some dicks curve up. But if you're just standing looking down, if it's curving either direction, you're not going to get the full length. But the, I'm just no, and uh, the, the the other gag is when they. Well, take, man, you got some big ass thighs. <laughs> all right, can you see them just now? Money, we have seen your thighs. Can you, can you be up in the workroom with some booty shorts, some little get it girl? Do which guys on guys on, on Instagram and stuff. I get DMs all the time. I'm like, oh my god, your thighs are, th- are, are so thick. I want you to sit on me. I was like, come on, girl, I'll do it, honey. Yeah, I want you to sit on me. Um, <laughs> also, the other gag is when guys take dick pics and they will and they love to take either a sh- um, a can of shaving cream, a fucking Glade air freshener, and then they put it all the way down to the base. But they're like, but they like have it like under their balls, so it looks like the dick is past. It grows. I'm like, girl, that's not. You can't take a dick and p- push the ruler under your balls. Yeah, I'm like, no. look, it's 12 inches. No, it's not. It's about five. I'm gonna tell you when you fucking with someone who's got that dick game. Anyone who puts a remote control in their dick pic, that motherfucker is gonna ruin you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no. You ever seen someone with a Pringles can for a dick, girl? Yeah, but they, they, they cheated though. Of Pringles. They like they like they like like know. push it they like push it into this cuz you can see the fucking thing make it they're like look it goes all, like they try to cheat it to make it seem this is a rick they um, carve a hole into their body <laughs> shove it in very death becomes her so i have two dicks here okay now i don't use these recreationally these are given to me and Sherry Vine at a thing we did these are two cocky boy exclusives. Like, I use them professionally, not... not. Right, so who is who? This is Liam Riley. Do you know Liam Riley? Shangela's, Shangela's uh, drag daughter. Thing. Hold yes. it down so I can see. I'm, I'm, I'm on the other camera below. There we go. See, now, if you're taking a dick pic, right, this is what, this, this is what dudes do. They take, they take it, and they're like, they're like, look, see... My dick is bigger than <laughs> It's like, that's not, that's not real, girl. This is what it really is. They're like, look. I'm like, no, girl, that's false. That is fake fucking news. Um, and this I, is... I want I I I I Liam Riley to send me a dick pic. I want to compare. I want to I know the, if this is the truth. Oh, my God, they stick together. And who's the other one? This is Levi Carter. You know Levi Carter? He's hot. He's like the, Peruvian. The one with the... Uh, he got that... Uh, the, the, yes. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? The a heart tattoo? rate monitor. The heart rate monitor tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's really cute. Hold on so I can see him. Work. Liam, dick that fat? Liam Riley's? I mean, it's, 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 it's allegedly... Oh, my God. He has a big old urethra. This urethra is everything. Yes, urethra. Well, you know he's doing drag. I think his drag name is Urethra Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> Urethra O'Hara. 
<laughs> you, you got a fat urethra? Call yourself urethra O'Hara. <laughs> urethra, we found it. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. This is so stupid. Yeah, so, right, but, so, so I mean, even though, even though I'm on TV, and even though, like, all that stuff, I still send news. I just find ways to mask myself so you don't know it's me. Well, just so everybody listen, Monet has a tattoo of a bass clef on her left Bob, arm. Oh, my God. Monet Exchange has Arabic down the, from the nape of her neck to the crack of her ass, and it says, what other people think about me is none of my business. And Monet has a bullet wound on her left side from when she got shot in middle school. So if you see any of these things, that is Monet Exchange. <laughs> But the truth is, too, honestly, I have I have way too many tattoos to hide. Yeah, you My, do, you, I, have, you have way more tattoos than I do. Only place I mean, from the from the from the chest down, I don't have any. T- no, I have a I have a duck on my thigh. You I have, do. I, I'm, I'm, I have I have too many tattoos. I can't You're do that. You're riddled tattoos. Also, I am not. I can, I, I, will, I can be like I can be like that wasn't me. That's someone else with a Whoopi Goldberg tattoo on the uh, <laughs> right arm. I would. I mean, I would also. I'm extra. I would go to Two Face Two and edit my tattoos out. So then that way they will really be fucked up. They'll never know. Two Face, bitch. I'm gonna send my photos to uh, to is that JMA to do a full <laughs> <laughs> resurfacing, bitch. <laughs> I should start doing that. Sending them to James so he can like edit out my tattoos. Girl, he could, no, he wouldn't do the whole thing. I I don't even want to recognize my own dick when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> also, that that's a new thing. Guys putting their dicks in Facetune and they're making they they like you know how you can like use Facetune to like contour your body like very like a la Cocomon trees. Guys are doing it and they're like elongating their dicks on fucking Facetune. Dick tune. We, that's our new app. Dick oh tune. my god, Dick tune. Mitch, copyright it. We go st- We go start our app. Well, I'd say, you know what I think we should sell? Uh, if, if the Squatty Potty can be a big deal, we should sell toilet seats that are completely made of sequins called the Glitter Shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that is not... That's going to I think that's a thing already, though. The Glitter Shitter? Like, toilets that I, they have, like, glitter in the porcelain. So, like, you're thinking... Let me tell you, too, a big reason why I'm not here for the Squatty Potty, which is, a, which is literally a footstool with a fucking half circle carved out of it. The squatty potty, when they put the dicks down, the squatty potty, the squatty potty is the snuggie of this new generation. The snuggie is literally just a backwards, it's a robe turned around. Oh, did you type with Oh, the glitter shitter. And you typed in glitter shitter. Yeah, they they Um, have them already. Yeah. I, 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 I imagine, I imagine that is what RuPaul uses to take a shit. And, and they just wiped her ass with confetti. <laughs> <laughs> so, Monet, who are you? Um, who are you rooting for now? Now that you're gone, um, I am, of course my girl Miss Cracker. Um, I, you know, Cracker and I have worked together for a very long time in New York City. That is my girl, my sister, my confidant. And also, the show did not really show how close we were on set. Like, Cracker and I were constantly at each other's stations. Uh, did I tell you that when I was in... I never told you this. When I was in the bottom for the second time in a row, um, when I did the Mayhem lipstick, after I, after that was done, like, I was, like, I was like drained. I was, like, I suck. I'm the worst dragon in the world. Like, just call me Pixie Aventura. I'm horrible. Oh, my God. Then, that is so <laughs> rude. <laughs> and then so I was, like, over it. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even, even want to go back and film the breakdown of the next for the next week because I was like, ugh, I'm just over it. And then Cracker like took my hand and we walked over to back to the workroom together to film all that stuff. And then when cameras wrapped and it was just us, um, I'm just getting ready. I'm like put, putting my shit away at my station, like kind of like down. And then Cracker comes over with two huge sheets of paper and she wrote out 10 things I know about Monet Exchange. And it was like 10 things that she loved and adored about me and admired about me. And I was like, oh my God, I love Miss Cracker. Yeah. She definitely does not get her um, 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 her, her her humanity from her mother, Bob, because this is very sweet, very nice. It was really like the kindest thing I've ever 
It was very sweet. For those of you not watching the video, I just gave Monet a very shady, you shady face. Um, no, Cracker is really brilliant, and Cracker also has a really a gift for writing. Really, she's a great writer, first of yes, all. Yes, right, right. And Cracker used to um, <clears throat> every once in a while, Cracker would just mail me a postcard. She lived. I remember. Yeah, Cracker lived a solid ten minute walk from where I lived, <laughs> but she would just ma- randomly mail me these postcards. She would draw these pictures yeah. on them and write these really just brilliant funny smart clever things so yeah. i hope that the, that the fans get to see how great of a writer um monsieur Rachel truly is what do you what what did you think about rue telling um i think the breastwell episode rue telling cracker that she isn't like emotionally accessible basically in the competition and, and, and that's what's holding her back well i mean if, if rue isn't feeling like she has access to her feelings and that's rue's truth you know what i mean and mm-hmm. Rue doesn't get to see what the girls do in the work in the in the in the uh, the interior or no the what is it the what what la- objects? <laughs> uh, the objects furniture whatever the fuck yeah the ob- objects of IKEA lounge. Um, <laughs> Rue doesn't get to see that stuff. So for Rue, maybe she is cold and she isn't really uh, sharing her emotions. But she's in the back being like, I don't even love myself. My mom's gonna be blind in three days. But Rue doesn't hear any of that. Yeah. All Rue hears is her cracking jokes at the at with Christina Aguilera. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do, um, I mean, I, do, someone who's known Cracker for her entire drag career, do you feel like, do you feel like Cracker can be cold, or do you feel like Cracker isn't emotionally available? No, Cracker, Cracker goes to humor, and then she'll go to humor, and then she'll go to humor, and then after she's gone to humor ten times, and no one else is laughing, then she'll discuss her emotions. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Like, she'll make a joke and then a joke and then we're laughing. The laugh just dwindles down to, like, Caitlyn weeping in a corner. And then when Caitlyn starts crying, Cracker's like, maybe we should discuss the issue at hand. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, Eureka. I'm so shocked that, I'm so shocked that there was a moment where someone said, let's discuss the elephant in the room. And no one said Eureka. I cannot believe you guys are that mature. I think, okay, Bob, it was a really... Bob, okay, you've done this before. You know that... It was a, it was a really intense time. It was like it was like the, the the emotions were high. So why you know how you know how it is, girl. You're not even thinking clearly. Somebody's about yourself. to go. Somebody's about to pack their bags and go home. Speak for yourself, Bob. Um. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm rooting for Cracker and um, either Asia or Aquaria. Aquaria because duh, New York City, and I love how. We throughout the season we've kind of seen Aquaria discover how aloof and how and how um she can't really talk like and it's really endearing and it, it gives her more personality and it gives her it like gives you like a little access into like this like fumbly stumbly uh twenty one year old kid and I I really I I think it's really endearing I think Asia um Asia Asia has, been, has had a really a roller coaster of uh, 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 of emotion during the show, and yeah. her journey has been like really crazy. So I, I really, I really. You remember the episode that. she was mad at y'all because she made y'all y'all's outfits? I, but that's the thing; she didn't make all of our outfits. Asia would be like, I would be like, hey, should I use a top stitch here? Top stitch. You know what I mean? Like it was like it, Asia wasn't I sewing made her things. Down. For <laughs> right. Well, she she did help Monique. She like made like Monique's outfit. That I will say. I still cannot believe Monique had the audacity to show up to Drag Race with a suitcase full of fabric. The nerve, girl! I know, I know. And then say, and then say, I had the money. It's like, well, bitch, you had the fabric. Why are you sewing at home? <laughs> I don't get it, girl. And then people were coming from me. They're like, Monet, you said, how uh, how dare you tell Sephora Pussy up? And uh, she doesn't have the money. I'm like, yeah, but she had the fucking fabric. That's so what I'm saying. You out. have the fabric. You have the machine. You got the same wig I got. You got the same dress I got. Then shut up. <laughs> <laughs> then shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Anika Nunny Rose, Rose, that hoe. Uh, we're going to have, speaking of which, we're going to have Monique on our uh, podcast uh, next week, yes, we, next we're, week. we're saying it I'm now, so it has to come true. So if we don't have it now, call us live. We have not lied to y'all yet. Um, <laughs> Except right, Bob has. But anyway, the, anyway, that's not even true. So, um, just so you guys know, we do have a an interview coming up with Aja. Aja has released her new EP, In My Feelings, um, which you, which she uh, did with uh, Mitch Frino, our producer, and um, produced her uh, EP. Um, and there's a great video online right now. It's it is called. Um, Brujeria. I, I always say it wrong. 
Brujeria. Not Brujeria. Brujeria. Okay. Brujeria. That's the name of the video. And um, Brujeria. Um, and of course, check out her last video, Finisher. And um, let's give Aja a quick call. Okay, let's do it. All right. <laughs> Look at you accessing your Ghanaian roots, girl. <laughs> have you seen, wait, really quick, have you seen that video of that white guy at the, um, no, 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 so so, so uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, whatever, they got married. There's this, there's this a video going around of this, like, white guy in this African tribe doing this, like, African dance, and it's like Prince Harry at the reception. Is he killing it? Oh, the white boy is so, he's like, oh, God, God. <laughs> it's so good. No, I've seen it. I didn't, we didn't, all right, let's call out. Wait, do you think when RuPaul get, well, she already got married, that would have been a that would have been a nice royal wedding to go to, right? Oh, that would be everything. That could have been epic. All right, let's call Aja. All right. Hello, Aja. What's the tea? What's the tea? Oh Lord, Miss Aja. Aja, look how cute you are. And What's Monet is shady because Monet is the only shady motherfucker who don't turn on her camera. It's shady, isn't it, Shady Oscar? Ma, that's false advertisement. Y'all told me that I was like, <laughs> Monet. I want my money back. This meeting grid is fucked up. <laughs> I want my Monet back. <laughs> <laughs> no exchange. Where you at right now? I just hopped off the plane. I'm in LA. I'm ready for Dracon. And uh, I'm not ready. I'm I'm lying. I just I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever no one's ever ready for drag con. You want to be ready, but it just drag con ends up being where drag con ends up being, honey. It feels more like a convention where I get dragged across the entire room and then ridiculed and thrown on the floor. <laughs> like that's what it is. Well, apparently Bob is Bob is adamant because you know I've, I've never been to DragCon. I've heard about DragCon. I've never been, and Bob was like, "Girl, you need to wear something comfortable." Blah 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 blah. And I get it, but like it's my first one. I want to go all out, bitch. Yo, you want to know some fucked up shit? I thought in New York DragCon, I was like, you know what? If I wear some like little like. Uh, platform flats. I'll be so comfortable. Bitch, I don't know if gravity was against me, but my feet, <laughs> the soles in my feet left. Work. That's by some demon because my feet were in pain. And then I wore a heel the next day and bitch, my feet were fine. Really? Drag dump fucked up my, my whole body. But you also, but you also have big old feet like me too. I didn't know you had big feet until I was talking to Candy Muse at Pieces and we, were, and we just ended up talking about, I think we just randomly started talking about shoes. And I was like, yeah, girl, it's hard to find shoes. She's like, yeah, you and Aja. I was like, I was like, what do you mean me and Aja? She's like, Aja got big feet too. I was like, how big Aja feet? She's like 14. I was like, what? Bitch. Me too. I'm 14. Girl, on uh, All Stars 3, all them bitches have big feet. It was me, Milk, Trixie. And uh, I think it was Chi Chi. We all wore a size 14. Word. That's I'm a size right. nine. Bitch, yeah. Are you kidding me? I buy my shoes. I buy my shoes just from anywhere. Just like I just walk into a store and just never have problems. Can I that, say? Uh, can I say being 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 a big like we all have big feet. And when you see like these other girls like Miss Cracker and Aquaria with like ugly shoes, I'm like, bitch. If I had your shoe size, you could not tell me shit. Oh, also, Monet, okay, I have big feet. Monet, you have monster feet. Monet's feet are cute. Monet's feet like baked potatoes. Big and like round. I should have the same size feet. But yours are fat. You got, like, it's like a baked potato with some olives stuck on the end for toes. Like, just big, round. We still have shoes. Yo, my feet are more like, uh, it's like my feet are like a size 10, but my big toe is a size 14. That's the problem. <laughs> it's always that fucking... Uh, I can't. No one tells you this either, but drag changes the size of your feet. My feet have shrank since I started doing drag. Mine have shrunk a little bit too, actually. I don't know what fantasy world y'all living in because I feel like my feet got bigger, so. <laughs> At first, I was a size 14 living in a size 10 world. And now I feel like I'm a size 16 at heart somewhere, somehow. I feel like me and Eureka can share shoes now. Oh, bitch. Okay, now Eureka is another motherfucking echelon, bitch. Her, she got them fucking Eskimo feet. But, man, those are not even shoes. She got That bitch wears canoes as shoes. <laughs> yes, girl. 
Eureka, you don't realize Eureka is a humongous person. Yeah, like shoulder to shoulder, front to back, up and down. She is a huge person. Yeah, Eureka is huge. She really is. Like when I when I first walked in the workroom and I saw her and I was standing next to her, I was like, oh my God, I knew you a big girl, but like in real life, you are on TV. You are definitely not made to scale. Somebody needs to put, put on TV, they need to put a fucking quarter next to that bitch. <laughs> oh my God. She, she looks really short on TV, but when she you does. see then you're just like Oh, it's the Golly Green Giant. Work. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about we we need to talk about your your uh, your uh, your EP. Yes, good. I said, come on, Aja, dropping an EP. The, the kids are like stunting because it's like they're freaking out. It's your, first of all, your your song um, "Finisher" was a really big hit. It, it got so many views, and so it, it is everybody's everybody's workout jam. How many people tell you I work out to "Finisher" all the time at the gym? Oh, yeah, I'm just like, you know, Finisher is the perfect song to get your fragile masculinity out and just, you know, run on a treadmill, running away from all your problems. Like, <laughs> your face right now. You know, uh, people are always like, I listen to Finisher at the gym, and I'm just like, wow, like, are you, like, kickboxing or something? Because that song is so aggressive. I can't imagine. Imagine somebody's like, I listen to Finisher while I do yoga, and it's just like... <laughs> My favorite Bitch. quote was, you know that point when you turn to the camera and go, ha! The one in the comments says, why does Aja sound like Jack Black? <laughs> you heard that comment. Jack Black? Who is that? The, the, the man from School of Rock? Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to edit in the, uh, the sound of Aja going, ha! Um, you know, Aja, I was going to say, the, the, first of all, so the song is already dope, yeah. But the video is fucking everything, too. You in that cunty-ass outfit on the couch just giving me like words and mouth and gaggery and also you are one of the girls that you have you have acrylics on so it just adds like that extra punch on every like banji ass emotion you do with your hands it like turns me out it's like really funny because uh, I one of the things is that as a mu- as a musical artist I'm not really trying to like pursue music and drag I'm just trying to like do it as me but like with really blurring that uh, gender performance line to the max because I'm just like, I, I performed at my EP party uh, really like the other day. And like, by some point by the end of it, like, bitch, I was bald and shoeless. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I'm not, this is not a drag show. This is a concert, bitch. It's like, we're having fun. Uh, so like in the video, it's always funny. Like when me trying to like, give that dichotomy and give you that other uh, POV that's more uh, me out of drag and then it's just like boy, 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 nails. Oh, I, oh girl, I live. I live. I live. I live. I live. I think you had a challenge too because Finisher was such a great video and it was so well received and then you released your other video Brujaria. Brujaria. Girl. Um, which Brujeria. is just bru- is it Brujeria? I see I'm not I'm not like bru- bru- Brujeria. A Brugeria. 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 If you live in if you live in Bushwick. Pronounce it for me. School me real quick. Pronounce it. Brugeria. Brugeria. Uh, and the video is just my favorite lyric is "I am Sabrina the teenage bitch." That's my favorite lyric. I, know, I love that. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to like include like uh, a mixture of like serious like witchy shit like to make it like real and authentic but then like add in all like the campy like uh like the real um just like the referential things from like the media like sabrina teenage witch uh, the wizard of oz uh, into the woods uh you know even buffy the vampire slayer when i talk about willow yes girl I live for Willow. She was a redhead. Well, you know what? You know, I mean, um, when I when I went to go watch it, you know, I had to light a candle and, and pray first. I was like, I don't know what spirits are gonna come for me and listen to this song, but it was everything. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, every every like uh, spiritual deity that we emulate in the song is actually adjacent to a real uh, deity from these Afro Caribbean practices. So, oh, watch word. Out. Man, watch out. We're getting you, bitch. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you really, did you, did you, did you, do you practice brujeria? 
brujeria is more of just like a term for witchcraft. Uh, oh. that's what, it translates to witchcraft. Uh, but uh, no, I do believe in Santeria, though. Um, right, you and I have a conversation. Yeah. Which is different. Uh, but, uh, you know, most people would refer to the, all the practices as just like different forms of witchcraft, whether it is or isn't. Uh, it's just like a kind of way to put it in a box. You know? I got you, girl. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about the other songs on your um, on your EP? I've, I've listened to all of them. There's some. It's just a fucking great. It's really sickening. Like you, you really turned it out, and I think you are making music that is is it is it's, it's, it's not it's very hood, but it's also very gay, which is what I really love about it. Um, I. I don't know. Literally, I somebody somebody asked me before. They were like, you know, did you take a long time to work on this with these lyrics that you like had saved up? And it really made me realize that we didn't start working on this project until like late February, and uh, all these songs were pretty much written on a plane or overnight. Like it was like, yeah. oh, I'm in the studio tomorrow, oh, bitch. We have to go. And sometimes it was like, hop off the plane, go straight to the studio. You know, like be coughing up a storm and I'm still drinking Starbucks. I should be drinking Gatorade, probably dying. My eye is about to fall out on the microphone. I don't even know what's happening, but we're doing it. My other favorite thing about this is you are someone who really takes, uh, like, stuff kind of happens to you, but then you switch it around. You're like, fuck it, you're not, not going to, like, now nah, I'm going to go ahead and bring it out. So your dick pics got leaked, like, last year. Girl. You, you keep talking about your dick in this new EP. <laughs> you know what? Like, it's just like, one, I think it's really funny when people, because the thing is, people who haven't heard the EP yet, they... They've only heard Brujeria and Finisher. So a lot of people think that my EP is going to come from just a solid feminine standpoint. So a lot of people are like, this is just drag music. You're just this. Lip gloss and high heels, which I actually like would prefer not to be categorized as that because I feel like this is coming from more of not Aja as a drag performer. It's really just coming from me. Uh, so, and part of that is, is my dick. Like, I have a dick. You know, who knew? <laughs> If you have not seen Aja's dick, Google Aja dick pic. Oh, girl, listen, if, listen. What y'all doing? Make sure you wear a helmet, bitch, because that shit is will destroy you. Now, listen. There is a picture out there that was from when I was like seventeen. That's child pornography. So, <laughs> Google Aja dick over eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Mitch and I was like, I should talk about her dick a lot. And it was, I love, there was like a while back Alaska had something where she was uh, talking about her uh, wiping her dick on your mom's chin or something. I was like, work. And it kind of fucked people right now because they're looking at you as this feminine entity and they're like, oh yeah, you got to remember there's uh, the <laughs> sitting on a secret. Oh yeah. So, and um, uh, do you, what, so you did this EP like what are your what are your overall goals that you have with this EP like are we trying to like get like Grammy nominated like what's popping I just want to get signed and be able to have the budgets to carry out my artistic visions honestly that's what it is I feel like uh, I have a very like distinct uh, I'm like a visionary I just I just imagine things and I want to bring it to life and show people what I'm thinking yeah but I, I can't really explain it in words so that's you know when I write the song uh, I'm already thinking like what can I do like I have a video planned out for every single song on my EP whether it happens or not like I'm just like this is what I want this Word. is assuming I want to do this in drag, this out of drag. I want a bundle of pugs and I want them to throw tennis balls at me. Like that, I, I, it's not, that's not literally, <laughs> but it's like, I know every detail that I want. And when I don't get it 100%, I will be upset even if the video comes out perfect. And that it was like at, at the end of Brujeria, I was like, I wish I would have shot more scenes out of drag. And I sat in the car pouting for like a half an hour, uh, which Mitch was there. So Mitch can testify to this. Uh, and me and Assad, Assad was like, uh, you know, you should have planned that before. And I was like, I'm mad at myself. But then the video came out perfect. And I was like, oh, the video is great. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I need to just like stop being so neurotic and crazy because. That's I have one more question for you. Uh, so when you're performing now, are you mainly doing uh, still drag mixes and other songs? Or are you performing your own music now? Um, when it comes to my music, I don't want to just perform my music. I rather I, I want to wait and then take my music on tour. 
uh, as a musical act because uh, I feel like it's not this. I just feel like my me performing my music is not the same way as me performing like uh, in drag. Which also, I kind of found myself straying away from just doing like like mixes or or like much tracks. Like for me, it's literally been like doing burlesque or performing rap. That's literally what it's come down to. And it's just all I want to do. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've kind of lost so much passion in just being a great drag queen. And I just want to be a very flamboyant version of myself. Right. That makes sense. I know, that makes sense. Yeah, doing, doing drag race and then coming off drag race and traveling really changes your perception of how you perform and your performance and, and, and stuff that you would have done like two years ago. You're like, now I wouldn't even do that. Yeah. And then maybe it'll loop back around. It's, it's always artists are always evolving, no matter what. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, so I have a question. So going off of All Stars Three, I mean, it, there it is no secret that you went into All Stars Three, guns are blazing, and you fucked the shit up. You flipped the game on his head, and you really like rejudged yourself and your track, and you like turned everyone's pussy out. Like, what was your thought process? A in going into All Stars so soon after your season. Uh, so, you know, um, when I went into season nine, I was just not in the best place in my life at the time, but I took on it knowing, uh, what the repercussion, what the repercussions would be. And, uh, I felt like I had to make the sacrifice of not being able to do my best, you know, to end up getting to a better place. So for me, it's like, uh, I feel like it was once I got off season nine, it was all mapped out and it was like, how can I... One, I'm home. How can I promote and market myself as if I made it really far in the show so people would like me? So I changed up my style, made everyone fall in love with me, made everyone think I made it far in the season. Season comes out, people are utterly disappointed. How can I flip their vision even more? You know, go everywhere, meet everyone, give you know, give everyone a different image of what they think of me because then it's yeah. shocking to them. Then from there, I said, now... They're either, if they're going to film an all-stars, how can I get these producers to see me in a different light? Yeah. I sat there and I showed them something completely different. And they looked at me and were like, who the fuck are you? Then, yeah. you know, the reunion comes and I'm like, okay, now it's time to just make great television. Everything goes out the window. Doesn't matter <laughs> here on out, take a risk. You're not doing this because you're a drag queen. You're doing this because you're a fucking reality TV star. And I put, I switched gears, went on, and went bam. So I got offered the spot on All Stars. I said, what is different from last year? You're not in a bad living situation, and you have money to spend. I dropped easily like $25,000 on costumes, makeup, and hair, and said, the rest is up to them. Yeah. And went in, said, give me the challenges. And I didn't really give a fuck if I was there or not, honestly. I said, I'm happy to be here and I'm having fun. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to make sure I wear everything I paid for. And that was, <laughs> it. I, you know, Thorgy would tell me, she was like, we would be getting ready and we would have this much time. And I would look at you and you would be in the mirror like, oh, like having fun. And I was like, ma, I don't give a fuck if I got eliminated or not. I was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I think having that mindset really changed everything. Like, you know, people talk about this like massive glow up, but I think that the only thing that blew up was my spending budget. So I'm just like, I'm always in that change with my spending budget. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's where that line comes from. It's just like, I've always been the same person. I've always been a dumb bitch, but also like a fun person and uh, a sweet person. So from there, it was just like, now that I have the audience on me, what do I really want to do? And that's how I got where I am now. Yeah, I mean, Bob and I have known you for a very long time. Yes, yeah, I'm very proud. I'm, I'm very proud of you. I have known you since you were 16, sneaking into the clubs, lying about what I you did for a living. First time I talked to Ozzy, Ozzy told me that she was a, a guidance counselor to troubled youth. Bitch, you were <laughs> troubled youth, bitch. I'll never forget that. So I've known you since you were a kid, sneaking to the clubs, and then I saw you turn it out as an adult in the nightclubs, then on RuPaul's Drag Race, and then on All Stars. Uh, you're fucking sickening. You have 801,000 Instagram followers. Like, you are truly turning the party. You guys, go check out Ozzy on Instagram, Ozzy the Queen. Check out her brand new video, Brujeria, and on her Bru new no, Bob, it's Brujeria. Brujeria. 
to check out our new video, Brujeria, and our new EP. I can pronounce this one in my feelings. I can pronounce it. I can pronounce it. <laughs> also, I, I want to say my memory of Aja too, bitch. You're not, you're not, you're not logging us off. Anyway, <laughs> I met Aja. We was at Westway Diner after Saliva Tuesday, and Aja had on a blue wig, and she was falling asleep. Her and Momo were falling asleep next to Azrea on the couches eating fucking burgers and french fries, girl. And I was just like, I'm out. Girl, I remember this. Congratulations, baby. Again, guys, please check her out Aja the Queen on Instagram. Also, check out her new video, Brujeria. <laughs> I'm trying her new EP in my feelings and of course you can check out her other video too finish her all available on YouTube uh, to the queen you have any final words you want to say for you go girl I just want to say also follow me at on Twitter at Aja Queen regularly spelled A-J-A-Q-U-E-E-N and um, do not google my dick pics and um, <laughs> Just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Like you know what? I'm. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. But if you follow me, I'm sure it'll be fun. Yes, I love you, girl. Bye. I love you, Aja. Bye. Don't get pregnant. (laughs) Bye, girl. Bye. Bye. Girl, I fucking love Aja. I do too. Aja is so banshee. She's she's so cunt, and she is like. She really is like a little um, good-ass anime character. Aja is so Brooklyn, she makes you look Westchester, okay? <laughs> that is how, oh my God. That is how Brooklyn Aja is, girl. I fucking love her. She's so talented. She is truly, I think she has a great vision. I really do. Oh, well, she has 1820 vision, so that's... I tried to do a joke. It didn't really work. <laughs> Edit in a sound. Her vision ain't twenty twenty. Monet, I can't wait to see you again. Um, I know I miss you a lot. I really do. I miss you too. This has been very. This has been more painful for me than you. <laughs> it's gonna hurt me more than hers did. I really. That's what I'm. That's what it's it been is. great. Well, I've been. Well, I mean, I, the truth is, I've been getting to see you on TV every week. And you, yeah, so I guess, I mean, I, I feel like you're in my home. Well, also, and I will call you after the episode, y'all think that Bob, Bob, it really is, Bob is like my best friend in the whole wide world, but I'll call him after I feel like I've been robbed after an episode, and I'm like, and I'm like, girl, he's like, you suck, what the fuck was that, Runaway Monet? That's <laughs> your crunchy ass. No, I also give you praise, I say, Monet, you're the best one in that challenge. You never give me praise. Monet, that is not true, I just said you were it robbed from the last episode, I said you should have won. I told you. That was the first time all season. No, I also told you that you had the best snatch game, I told you that too, I I told you that you had a great share, your best share. I said your runways just weren't that great. That's the truth. Your runways were not that great. Don't be one. Let me turn that Do not be one of these queens who lives in the truth that she was stunning when she wasn't stunning. That's how you end up. You're a, that's when you're not a self-work queen. You end up looking like milk when she was on the show looking crazy as hell. Just be aware. Like I had to step back and be like, you know what? When I was on the show, my makeup was not lit. I could not see it in the moment. I had to step back, look at it, and be like, wow, it really wasn't. So I'm telling you. If you get picked to do All Stars 12 or whatever, four or two or three or whatever the hell, get your looks together. And I think too, an important thing about going to All Stars is you have to look different than you looked when you came the first time. Something has to be different. Either look different or be different. Like Aja looked different and she was different. Alyssa, Alyssa Edwards looked the same, but she was different. Like her personality was different. Thorgy. No, I feel like Alyssa was the same. I, I, Aja and Alyssa, um, Aja looked different. But she also looked different. She was different. Alyssa looked the same, and she acted the same. I, I feel. thought she acted a little bit different. She was because Alyssa was much more of a bully. Go back and watch season five. Alyssa is a villain. Alyssa is. She was going around like picking on uh, the the girl who called her. Who said she had back rolls. She was the one who told Morgan. Um, not uh, Morgan. His real name is Morgan. Serena Chacha. Sit your ass down. Shut the hell up, bitch. She's the one who went up to Coco Montreal and said, Iconic. "Girl, look how fucking orange you look, girl." She was a villain on her season. Okay. She was just out. I will say that. I will say that if my. I feel like if my runways won season eight, I would have slayed the game. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us on Silver Rapper Podcast. <laughs> it's been so amazing having you all. Are living in the, you, you about to really gag when, when you and me get booked in the same all stars. I can really show you what's popping. 
Oh, girl, I would vom- I would fucking destroy your ass, bitch, Monet, on national I television. Won RuPaul's fucking oh, yeah, drag on, race. Oh, back on season eight is a different standard now, honey. Oh, okay. Oh, so you think you think you, you would have beat Kim? You think you would have beat Naomi? I I sure would have been up there. It would, I'll tell you what the thing. You might have beat them, but you wouldn't have beat me. <laughs> that, my sister, yo, is a problem. Yo, take your, sit, sit your season eight runway ass down. Season eight I winner. Bitch. <laughs> Do you know who else is a winner? But he's really a loser? Donald Trump. Yo, well, this is different. This is all. Look at right now. You know how many winners of Drag Race there have been? Uh, nine. You know how many presidents there have been? Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Okay. Also, the the presidency that's like a, a, a two hundred year tradition, bitch. RuPaul Dragons is ten years. You don't know. So, you don't know so that. honestly, so doing the math, if you calculate the velocity of how not fast velocity, we have drag race, not velocity, not velocity. <laughs> if you calculate that, then RuPaul Dragons is crazier than the presidency. Yeah, there, so there have been more. There, in the time they have been drag race, there have been more drag race winners. Uh, one of my friends was talking about some winning a, a, a Oscar, and, and no, and he was like, uh, say something about you couldn't win an Oscar or something, saying something. You know, someone said, I said, what's the, I said, I was trying to talk about respect, and I said, what's the difference between me and Leonardo DiCaprio? And he goes, Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar. And I said, yeah, bitch, and I want to fucking RuPaul's Drag Race. And I promise you this, I will, I would win an Oscar before Leonardo DiCaprio won RuPaul's Drag Race. That I fucking promise you. <laughs> I have a much better chance at winning an Oscar than Leonardo DiCaprio has a chance at winning RuPaul's Drag Race. You know how many Oscars they give out every fucking year? You know how many drag races? So y'all, this and everyone, anyone who knows Bob, this is that is such some Bob the drag queen shit. Like the way that you figured that, like that is that is. If I could define you anyway, it was that moment right there. That whole thing. It's true. It's true. That is so you. I can't. Right, Mitch. Oh, that is Bob logic. The house down boots. Mama Kiki Kaka. And it's true. All right, Mike, this outro has been forever long. Oh, my God. We need to wrap it up. Money, I love you very much. Um, and love you, sis. Uh, no, we're not fucking... And, and then you got Money, the you said you gave kisses. in. Last time, you said you were con- you conceded. Remember you admitted you were conceded? Well... <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll change it. We'll change it. We'll change it. All right, love you, sis. Love you, Babu. <laughs> I'm hanging out. Goodbye. Sibling Rivalry is proudly presented by The Only Productions. We'd like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in each and every week. Well, the weeks when we actually post something. We simply could not do it alone. So a big thank you to our lovely guest, Aja. And a big thank you to our executive producer, Mitch Farino. Thank you so much. Peace, guys. Spirit smoking this cigar. Herbs, magic, all the healing. What's good, ma? Let me give you a reading. Not saying that I'm